a Baptist preacher went to see a member of the community and to see if he could invite him to church. And the man was a producer of fine peach brandy. And he told the preacher that he would love to attend church if he would sample, the preacher would sample his brandy and then admit to doing so in front of his entire congregation which was stridently against all consumption of alcohol, even in moderation. But the preacher agreed. And so Sunday morning arrived, and the man came to church. And the preacher recognized him in the congregation, and he acknowledged him, and he said, I see Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson is here with us this morning. And I want to thank him publicly for his hospitality this week, and especially the peaches he gave me and the spirit in which they were given. (laughs) This last Wednesday, some of us witnessed a special outpouring of the spirit, not on peaches, and not brandy spirit, but the Holy Spirit, on four servants of our Lord, four deacons, who were ordained as priests by Bishop Cliff at St. Matthew's Cathedral in Brandon. And one of those four is with us this morning, the Reverend Elaine Dixon. And this is her first Sunday as a priest. This will also be her first time presiding or celebrating or leading the Eucharist or Holy Communion. And this is indeed a special occasion for any place in the church across the world. And it is, in a certain sense for Reverend Elaine, a beginning It's perhaps providential, then, that today's readings from St. Mark's Gospel concerns, quote, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. End of quote. This reference is, of course, to John the Baptist. The great locust-eating, mmm, locust, crunchy, camel-jacket-wearing prophet. And yet, to be a Christian in general, and a priest in particular, is to be a messenger. One who prepares the way. And sometimes it means being a voice crying out in the wilderness. To be a Christian in general, and a priest in particular, is to continue in the prophetic tradition of John. Now a prophet in the Bible sense is someone who declares the word of the Lord. And all of us, you and me, are called to do that by virtue of our baptism and our profession of faith in the Lord Jesus. And yet, the priest is called particularly to this ministry of declaring God's word and celebrating God's sacraments. Now, Reverend Lane has been declaring God's word for many years as a lay minister. And for this last year, as a deacon. But now she would do so as priest. Now, sometimes the word priest, depending where you are, what part of the world, what part of Canada, 
is sometimes almost exclusively associated with the Roman Catholic and Orthodox churches. But even at the time of the 16th century Reformation, the Anglican Church kept that term very intentionally against the other churches who got rid of it. Even though its use today varies by diocese and even congregation. However, if you were there on Wednesday, you can attest, and any of you can read the book of alternative services, that Reverend Elaine was ordained as a priest. She was not ordained as a minister. She was already a minister by virtue of her baptism and confirmation. Which means all of you are ministers too. (laughs) And she was already an ordained minister by virtue of her ordination as a deacon. So on Wednesday she was ordained priest. A priest is a woman for others. A priest is one who mediates between God and people. A priest is one who lives their life as a living symbol of Christ and the church. And being an Anglican priest is all these things and more. But I'm just going to emphasize two aspects of priesthood. Number one, priesthood is a calling. And number two, priesthood is a lifestyle. So repeat after me. Priesthood is a calling. Priesthood is a lifestyle. So Reverend Elaine, you have been ordained because you have been called by God. Now John the Baptist, when he was a boy, didn't just go to school someday and his teacher said, Well Johnny, let's have you take an aptitude test. And he took the aptitude test and it said, You should seriously think about becoming a prophet. No, that's not what happened. John the Baptist was called by God. You, Reverend Elaine, have been called by God. And the priesthood should never, never fundamentally be thought of as a career. Put that in red ink. should never fundamentally be thought of as a career. It is fundamentally a calling. And one of the great strengths of the team ministry model is helping us recover this sense of priests as calling and not merely as a means to secure a job since team clergy usually serve as volunteers without stipend. Priesthood is a calling. Reverend Elaine, the priesthood is a particular form of the Christian lifestyle. You don't ever stop being a priest. Whether you're presiding at the Eucharist here in church, whether you're at home, whether you're with the dogs, wherever you happen to be, the vows you took for the rest of your life, the vows you took in your ordination, are in effect. Now, is there time for rest and renewal? Of course. It's a biblical command. But there is no retirement from the priesthood. There may be retirement from regular active ministry, But there is no time you can set aside your priesthood because it is now part of who you are as a disciple of Jesus. This means no matter your health, no matter your situation in life, where you find yourself, you are called to continue to serve God and God's people as priest. Now clearly, this will look differently for different priests in different seasons of their lives. Priesthood is a lifestyle. And now for a very short and terrible joke. 
What lies at the bottom of the ocean and shakes a lot? A nervous wreck. <laughs> nervous wreck. Just think about it. Reverend Elaine, at this point, you may be a nervous wreck. <laughs> to be a priest is life-altering and life-demanding. It's a calling and a lifestyle that you cannot set aside. Like in marriage, the vows are for life. Like in marriage, the vows are in effect when you feel like living them out and when you don't feel like living them out. God is the potter. We are the clay. God has now tattooed spiritually, if you will, the clay that is your life with the word priest. The good news that you are to declare to others, you are also to receive. You will stumble. You will mess up. You will fall. But God is good and gracious. Regularly receive Christ's mercy and forgiveness. Not only will this help calm your soul from being a nervous wreck, but it will prepare you to share that same mercy and forgiveness with others. And this will be good news for you, but it will also be good news for others. And that's another definition for the life of a priest. Good news for others. Amen.